Welcome to the Contractor's Best Friend Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Humphrey, and we're sponsored again today by 4constructionpros.com and Caterpillar. Today, I'm again joined in the studios by uh, Jason Hurtis, our Caterpillar Global Market Professional and Quarry Aggregate Specialist, and Lonnie Fritz is Caterpillar Senior Market Professional Construction Industries uh, with the heavy construction and the road building. Guys, it's good to have you in here again. This is actually, for those of you listening, this is kind of part two or maybe part B of a program that we did by the same title, Protecting Your Work Crews. And in the first round, guys, we talked about some practical good tips about keeping our equipment, uh, you know, maybe positioned in such a way. I know, Jason, you gave some good advice. If you have any leave equipment at the workplace, especially you see this on road jobs a lot, where you may have the equipment really close together stacked up. So it's almost impossible for amateurs coming in at night, perhaps looking to steal something or just make some, you know, make some problems for people, maybe having a hard time getting up in there. But we want to expand that today. And, and the reason we wanted to is because of the importance it seems to be with contractors today with just theft as, as one of the issues. And, and I shared a story very quickly that we talked about before, but this was actually published. It's been on the national news and actually was recorded, in, of course, uh, you know, online. But in, in the Bay Area, San Francisco, a, a plumber who had had some 11 vans stolen, like within a short period of time going back to last summer, and, and they did find all of those vans later, but they were, of course, totaled and they had been completely stripped of all of the tools and equipment and supplies they would have kept in there. And it, it was just in a very hard situation, even debating whether he wanted to stay in the industry or not. He said, you know, how in the world can you expect to keep people? He said, and now he fears for some of his workers' lives when they were, might be working. Um, you know, unfortunately, I know that's not quite, I don't think that's one off anymore. Unfortunately, it is hitting a little bit more uh, with uh, contractors across the country. Let's go back to that for just a moment. Jason, maybe starting with you, what might be some thoughts you have on how we might protect theft from our equipment or our tool trucks or vehicles that we sometimes park and sometimes not real close to the job site? I think there's a couple different things that um, I've heard contractors implement or customers try to do. One is they're telling them don't leave the doors open ever. You know, you think of the plumber, he's in and out of the van getting pieces of pipe and tools, you know, never leave the door open so somebody can quickly go by and say, oh, wow, look at all the copper in that particular van. You know, don't make it easy for them. Don't advertise it. You get something out of the vehicle, close the vehicle, lock the vehicle, no matter where you're at. Um, you know, those are simple things. Other things I've heard contractors doing is, you know, they're doubling up on people. There isn't one person that's going to go out to the job site by themselves. They'll send two people out, one to do something, maybe one to watch or one to help a second set of eyes, never hurt anybody. Um, and it's just, you gotta, you gotta think, try to think ahead of what potential problems may come. And then again, be smart because the days of, you know, everybody taking care of everybody and, and watching out for others is kind of diminishing and you need to watch out for yourself. Yeah. You know, a contractor, Lonnie, I, I laugh. It's, it's kind of funny in one sense. It's almost like something you might see in a movie where a contractor had one of his uh, foremen, you know, had a habit of just leaving his engine on during the workday. I never have understood that one. But I guess if he was out of the city, you know, out in a rural area, maybe not had been a big deal other than waste of gas. But at the same time, he, he was on a job closer into the city 
did the same thing because he was habitually doing that. And Lonnie, a walk by, just got in his truck, <laughs> got it, drove it <laughs> off, you know, and you can't make this kind of stuff up, right? But from your standpoint, what are some things that you might recommend that we're going to have to get pretty doggone serious about because people are being robbed, contractors are being robbed on the jobs. Yeah, again, it's it's leaving the wallet on the seat, right? So it's putting those valuables away, not in plain sight, plain daylight, locking up things that aren't being used, trying to get to park the vehicle in a safe spot where things are visible, lock it up. Definitely don't leave it running with a sign on it that says, take me. We had incidents when I was in the industry, um, working in certain areas of a town where you leave a 14-inch cutoff saw in the tailgate and literally saw an individual pull up guy jumped out, grabbed the saw the way they went. So, you know, innocently you turn around, you set it down to turn back to do your job and just that quickly something can vanish. So I think it's just having the street smarts, right? You know, whether it's your own personal safety or, or things out on the job site that are just, you know, sitting there saying, take me, lock things up, survey the site as you need to, like we've talked in the past. Um, there's all those proactive things that can be done to try to head off the unfortunate of things coming up missing. It is amazing. And, and just to ramp that up one more time, you never really know what the intentions are of walk-bys, I think, of things to do. Maybe, maybe to spend a few minutes on that, that might be positive now in terms of how do we protect some of our areas. You know, one of the things that, that I've recommended quickly with contractors is to expand if they can, especially if they're doing work in residential and city areas expand that protection area where their guys are working at with either the orange tape, the barriers, the barricades, to just put a little bit more than normal space between the pedestrian, the cars, uh, from entering into a work area where there could be easier eyesight to what's there. Any thoughts on other areas that we might do to, to set up our job sites to be certainly more safe in a security sense? If you can get a bigger buffer, like you said, that's all. That's always good. You kind of think about, you know, road crews, the the counties, they got the bumper trucks a half mile ahead of the actual work crew in case. So if you have that luxury and you can expand it, um, I know a lot of quarries are putting in landscaping right inside the fence. So it actually blocks the view from the road. It looks nice, but it's blocking the view of what machines are where and where's everything located until you actually get through the gates to try to not make it so easy for somebody driving by saying, oh, that's where they park the wheel loaders at night, so I know where to go, those sort of things. Again, like I said earlier, you just got to think out of the box and you got to try to think ahead of what could happen so you can try to mitigate it as much as possible. Yeah, it's funny. It's not funny, but in a, in a comedy sense, but it's ironic, I guess, that you said that. I, I've actually recommended and, and encouraged contractors that I work with to go back to the customer or, or, or during the estimating process and the bidding process to really talk through, especially when the job's been won, make sure that the customer realizes the importance for security, which is going to be 90% of the time for his crews, but also for the others that are going to be on that job site that you know have to come to it, whether delivering supplies or equipment or other equipment needs that a contractor might have. Lonnie, any further thoughts on your end on from a term of how do we really protect that yeah, safe you know, spot a lot of, it's of that been job? talked about as visibility or the or taking something out of visibility you know plain sight so that um it's not a temptation but i'll go back to temporary lighting um lighting up the site whether the job is running in the dark or not at night or not um 
we're obviously going to have temporary lighting for safety for so our workers can work safely and see what they're doing. And lighting up those yards, those office trailers, maybe where the employees park, where the machines are located, where the materials are located. And that comes down to those staging areas, right? Um, having those staging areas that make sense in their location on the job site. You know, it's working with a customer just this week and the project is 12 miles long. And that is from one end to the other. There's Holy no breaks in the project. There's there's bridges and all other things. So you put a bridge at the six yeah, mile right. point, another bridge nine miles, you know, within this beginning of the job. Think of the tools and the materials and the supplies out there in the middle of nowhere. So again, yet surveillance and temporary lighting can mean a lot and, and really help head off what could potentially be a loss of, of those valuable items. Yeah, one of the things I know contractors are doing when they find that they can't even park at the job site, their crew members can't park their trucks and leave them there. Um, they have they may be parking a block two, maybe like you said, maybe a couple of blocks away, and then maybe considering finding that you know that part time security person who could just be in that area where all the cars and trucks are parked. That does bring a little bit of calming to the employees because no one likes to walk back to their truck and it, it's already been broken into. Lonnie, any thoughts from you? Yeah, you know, when I when I think about it, Brad, it, we do a lot of analysis, or I should say the, the customers that go into putting together an estimate and bid do a lot of analysis, right, before they ever submit um, that bid proposal. And some of that is the soil and where are we going to find borrowed material and what equipment do we need and all those different things. I think we need to really take a hard look at safety, security, work with the local authorities, say, hey, I'm looking at this project. I know the area, but I don't. Please help me understand. This is when we'll be working time of year, time of day, et cetera, time of night. What are your thoughts? You know, what will it take to keep our crews safe? I suspect I may need to take additional measures, especially for those contractors that maybe it's not their home territory. You know, there's contractors out there that cover from state to state to state, a wide swath of territory. And uh, it's not necessarily in their backyard or a project behind their headquarters. So I, I think just do your homework, understand where you're going to be working potentially before you're working there and leverage the resources in territory to understand exactly what that demographic is in that area from a standpoint of safety and security. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Jason, you got, I'll give you the last word on this real quick. Do you have any final thoughts? I think Lonnie hit it. I think you got to look at each situation, each job site with a brand new set of eyes and make sure that your safety and security is not at the bottom of the list, that it's up towards the top of the list to protect your employees and your business. Hey, thank you for being a part of this podcast. Thank you for taking the time to listen to it. As the host for The Contractor's Best Friend, it's, it's, it's always a pleasure. There's our great resources for you to listen to other podcasts, whether you go to forconstructionpros.com or to cat.com to find additional uh, podcasts that can help your company grow. And remember, we always want you to have a great year. Find more helpful information from cat experts on cat.com on the tips, tech, and tools expert page.